Hello and welcome to the Zero PM podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about protecting the environment and human health from pollution caused by persistent and mobile substances. Zero PM is going to prevent, prioritise and remove these substances from the environment. Zero PM is a research and innovation project funded by the European Union's Horizon 2020 programme. So once again, thank you for joining us. I'm your host for today's episode. I'm Raul Wolf, and I work at the Norwegian Geotechnical Institute, GI for short, as part of the Zero PM project. And in this third of four podcasts related to our work with substance grouping and building a database around persistent mobile substances in the global chemical inventory. We just heard from uh, both Emma Shimansky and Zhanyun Wang, and in our third Zero PM Work Package 5 podcast episode from CTAG Europe 2022 in Copenhagen, we will interview none other than the deputy coordinator of Zero PM himself, Hans-Peter Arp. Hans-Peter, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Raoul, and thank you for, for the nice introduction. Um, yeah, so I'll just, uh, I'm Hans-Peter Arp, and I, I'm a Canadian who's been transplanted in Norway, and I'm I mean, I've been very interested in pollution issues, and uh, I've been really focusing on this in my entire career. That's perfect, and great to have the deputy coordinator with us at CTEC. Hans-Peter, right off the bat, a question for you. Can you briefly explain the relation of Zero PM Work Package 5 to the entirety of Zero PM and also to the other work packages? Yeah. Well... To me, I think what we're doing in Work Package 5 Substance Grouping is actually central for the entirety of what we're trying to do for zero pollution of persistent mobile substances. And the reason is kind of, I think the history of how we've been focusing on pollution has been myopic or, or nearsighted. I mean, there were so many examples of people banning a substance like PFAS or PFOA because it was it was obviously problematic. And then they put something else in there, like another, mm. another PFAS, like PFBS right. or, or Gen X or something else. And sometimes this is called the whack-a-mole approach. It's often called a regrettable substitution. And I was thinking, what can we do structurally to get our heads out of this? And so if we're going to like stop uh, persistent mobile substances in the environment, we have to make sure that they are not replaced with something as bad or worse. And the only way to really do that is to look at what is the chemical universe uh, uh, right. itself, like what, and, and to develop tools to understand all of chemistry and not jump from one chemical to the next boat and hoping it will save us. We have <laughs> to look at the more, the, the, the broader picture. And so what, what we can do now by developing these amazing tools to, to grapple this by putting this all in, in a database and showing what chemicals are out there and what people can use, we can prevent uh, pollution, we think. And, um, uh, and also one of our hypotheses is that maybe we should stop looking at specific chemicals and look at chemicals grouping. And we think this is effective also for remediation, for policy, for everything else. And that's ultimately our connection. Yeah, that's, that's extremely important. Couldn't agree more there. And the PM in Zero PM is, of course, for persistence uh, and mobility. But, Hans-Peter, why are persistence and mobility so important, especially in the context of prioritization? Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, yeah, prioritization, I'll just say, well, like, what we want to do with, at least with prioritization, is ask to address, like, what's the most urgent thing to address now? Um, and there's different factors that go into that. Like, we could talk about emissions, we could talk about toxicity, but we're really focused on persistence and mobility because these are kind of, I'd say, less focus on these. And, and it's been argued that actually persistence is one of the things that we should prioritize over prioritization uh, for many reasons, because this dictates how long a chemical will be in the environment. Um, it dictates how long we'll have to deal with this situation. And, um, and, and there's very, there's surprisingly little research on like what is persistence compared to, for instance, toxicity. And the same with mobility. There's a lot of mm. opening questions, but we, we can do this, but we think uh, persistence especially is of key importance. And if we prioritize that, we can screen out um, a lot of the chemicals that we should uh, avoid using, or at least know the chemicals that we should use responsibly. And mobility, just briefly, these are the chemicals that will appear in drinking water. So we also want to specifically protect our drinking water supplies by understanding how mobile it is. Right. Thank you. Great answer right here. Work package 5 of 0PM is titled Substance Grouping, and you mentioned it already uh, during your other answers. But was there a specific reason for why Work Package 5 is called Substance Grouping? Um, yeah, well, this is also to address also uh, what I said earlier with the whack-a-mole concept, but also this need, I think, in regulations okay. to start developing substance grouping tools for regula regula uh, regulation. And there's in Europe a lot of talk about how do they make regulations for all of PFAS, not just specific PFAS. And there's also, for instance, talk about bisphenols. This is another example where there was one bisphenol substance, bisphenol A, and then it was substituted with bisphenol mm. S, right. uh, which had similar endocrine disrupting dis properties. And they find the other bisphenols that are maybe not produced also have this. So it's just this way of, of getting a handle on effective ways to substance grouping. And I think with our team, we got the best ways to do it. Like this is actually a, a chem informatics question. And I think we will be able Absolutely. to solve this. And I think this will be one of the biggest contributions uh, Zero PM will make in the future of policymaking. Yeah, that's really, really exciting. You mentioned the future. And I think for uh, the deputy coordinator, a good penultimate question would be that when we look into like hot topics within the areas of ecotalks, of environmental chemistry, etc., over the last few years or even decades, we we know that endocrine disruptors were, were a hot topic, came back. Nanoparticles were super hot for a moment. Microplastics is still hot. UVCBs is coming up. What's your gut feeling, Hans Peter? What will be the next big thing? Well, it might already be a big thing now, but I think the next big thing is is mixtures, and mm. mixtures like uh, and, and the reason why I say that is because chemistry is becoming more sophisticated and also more complicated, and I think this is just an, a human behavior like we've seen when we regulated bioaccumulative compounds that industry went to making more mobile compounds. Mm -hmm. And now I just think that since regulations, if they're too focused on one compound at a time, it's going to be a driving force to have more mixtures in products so that uh, we just react 
chemicals together and make a soup and we put that in products. <laughs> and that's more difficult to regulate and difficult to deal with. And we have to look at things like mixture toxicity and things. I think that'll be the next thing. And I think also in our work package, we'll be in a good place to deal with that too, because that's part of the deal of looking at the entire universe of chemicals. Uh, so that will be the next big thing, I think, in my opinion. Right. Perfect. And also, Hans-Peter, to you, the last question that's not so secret anymore. <laughs> but as I said in the earlier episodes, uh, within Zero PM Work Package 5, we are all living and working in countries uh, where we are not from, where we're not born in. Hans-Peter, is there anything like a certain food or something that you miss from Canada while living in Norway? Well, it, it, talking about food in Canada, I, I mean, I live in Montreal and I mean, I could talk about maple syrup or poutine or some of the staples, <laughs> but yeah. to me, uh, I mean, I just, if, if you're talking about food, you got to go to Montreal and just experience the large number of restaurants and that feeling of just sitting mm. out in the terraces of Montreal and just having people enjoy life that way. Uh, I really miss Montreal, so I always want to go back to that to experience like they have that in, yeah. in in Europe too I mean there's lots of restaurants that are great but just Montreal has this special feeling that I always like to go back to when I can <laughs> yeah perfect Hans Peter thank you so much uh, for this great episode uh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that works <laughs> and uh, this concludes uh, this episode but please stay tuned for the next interview in the series where we will actually switch chairs, Hans-Peter and I, and he will interview me. Yes. Perfect. Exciting. Thank you for joining. Zero PM. Zero pollution of persistent and mobile substances. This project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under grant agreement number 10103675